keep Rayman Digital on the air by pledging to our Patreon page. Uh, your continued support allows us to continue to make great content and offer even better features in the future. Help us keep the lights on in the studio by pledging one to ten dollars a month. Go to patreon.com slash Rainman Digital to pledge. Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. Workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a medical droid to help and heal you and I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Hello, welcome everyone to Star Wars from the Back to Tank, the Bad Batch edition. I am Michael, your host, and in the Back to Waters, along with me is Lauren and David. Hello. Hello. Hello there. All right, so we are here again. We welcome everyone to the Back to Tank. We are going to be discussing episode 14, titled War Mantle, directed by Stuart Lee and written by Damani Johnson. All right, so this episode was intense and was a major, <laughs> yeah. major installment for the myth arc of the season, and it was very relevant when it comes to the bigger story of Star Wars, and we're going to get into all of that throughout our discussion today. Uh, there may be some people out there who didn't catch it. I know I didn't right away, but the title of the episode gives it away, War Mantle. And it's relevant because of Rogue One. Yes. Because it was mentioned in Rogue One when Jen Erso was looking for the Death Star plans within the uh, Citadel, the Citadel Tower on Scarif, along with the other projects that were a part of the Tarkin Initiative. It was mentioned specifically, War Mantle. Yep. And I remember you and I, when we reviewed Rogue One, we immediately said, all right, you see all those projects they mentioned? <laughs> they mentioned. We're going to be getting every single one of those eventually tied in somewhere. Oh, yeah. And here we are with War Mantle. Now, the official description, I'm just going to read it straight from the wiki. It does it better than I can. Project War Mantle, also known as simply War Mantle, was an initiative of the Galactic Empire enacted soon after its founding that sought to fill out the ranks of the Imperial Army with conscripted human soldiers. Yep. And the first of these soldiers was CT-9904's elite squad led by CT-9904, previously known as Crosshair. That's big. Yeah. So congratulations, Crosshair, for becoming one of the most relevant characters in Star Wars history. <laughs> He's the man that trained what would become the infamous stormtroopers. Yes, he is. That's pretty fucking cool. Which just which which is also kind of funny because I'm sorry, the meme that no stormtroopers can't hit the broadside of a barn. <laughs> yet the guy yeah. who started them 
is a sniper. Hey, listen, they killed everyone in Rogue One. So <laughs> I, I just feel like we haven't seen all the best troops. I the think best the, troops. I think the skank shift was on the Death Star and uh, <laughs> also on Andor. <laughs> they, they were like going, you know what? Let's just put the uh, rejects on on this. Maybe they were all on Scarif and they all died. All the good ones. <laughs> all the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh who knows but yeah that was pretty cool i i love this and it goes right back to that stupid ongoing joke we've been doing about feloni actually being in charge of the world of star wars you know secretly in the shadows he is actually writing out the entire layout because this is pretty major the fact that his character one of his characters is now the character that is responsible for training every Basically, we have stormtroopers today in the world of Star Wars because of Crosshair. Because of Crosshair. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. So outside of that, this episode had it all. Humor, emotion, amazing sound design, production design, relevance, great story. And it was a good setup for what will no doubt work its way into the finale. Also, and correct me if I'm wrong, I need you fellow Star Wars nerds to help me out here. I believe this was the first time we saw those types of Imperial ships. They appear yes, to be I some, think... yeah, like some type of first gen TIE fighter, right? Is that yeah. what they look yeah, like? Yeah, like prototype they, TIE fighters. Yeah. They look like prototype uh, starships that basically I don't think we've seen before. Yeah. Be- I really hit, don't. Yes, and I know we've seen similar vessels at times, similar designs, but these ones had the distinct TIE fighter sound. Yeah, they were almost kind of like a blend between a TIE fighter and then Old Republic uh, fighters. The Jedi fighters a bit, right? Yeah, and that's why I was like, okay, we're getting to finally see that progression of time, even down to the soldiers, dude. I Mm -hmm. mean, like, getting to see their armor. Yeah. And up to this point, I don't think we've actually seen that transformation from the no. from the clone army to the stormtrooper. Okay, did we mm-hmm. see stormtroopers at the end of Revenge of the Sith? No, we just saw no. young Tarkin with a bunch of Imperials a- on. Imperial officers around yeah. him. Yeah, so there's no continuity errors here. I, this is the type of stuff I wanted, Dave. Oh, yeah. I believe I said this in the very first episode discussion. I want to see the transition. I want to see it. This is the best show that uh, this is the, the best show that you could possibly use to show us that transition. And and I'll tell you our, our idea that Filoni is just in the shadows writing notes. He is. He's doing it. He's Palpatine. He is. He is. This is his idea to try to bridge the gap. He is the phantom hero. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So Rex is back and he's obviously neck deep in something. So he called upon the Bad Batch to assist and helping Gregor. Yes. Out. I was so happy to see, see, we finally get to actually see what happens to one of the clones finally that was with Rex. I mean, Gregor, if, ever since Rebels, Everyone constantly asked. We knew what happened to Rex because we uh, the the idea that he was seen in Return of the Jedi got confirmed. But the one thing that always was on a lot of Rebels fans' mind was like, well, what about Wolf and Gregor? We know that Lauren. I think it's I think it's Gregor that I, I ends up dying at the end of Rebels, wasn't it? 
think so. Yeah. So like the two last, the, the two last clone, other clones besides Rex, everyone wondered, well, where did Rex get Gregor and where did he get Wolf? So yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the fact that basically we finally get to see Gregor and the fact that Gregor was uh, one of the original stormtroopers who trained the CT squad too. Yeah. Not well, only Crosshair, oh, but right. Gregor was there. Yeah. Because remember, Gregor's the one that tried to escape. Yo, okay, Dave, didn't you say that we would probably see Gregor? In, in fact, I think that was one of the things you wanted when we, I yes. think we early in the season discussions, we had said things that we want to see. Yeah, because like it, as soon as we knew that Rex was going to be here, you had to see the, uh, them starting to tie up the ends of where do we go from here to Rebels. Yeah. And as funny as it sounds, the joke that me and you kept saying is how do how the hell does Rex get to Jupa? Well, exactly. Because <laughs> it's awesome to see him. And I figured, we all figured we'd it was only a matter of time since we know he's he was or yeah, or he will be hunting Jupas in Rebels. <laughs> in Rebels. <laughs> so now the viewer might have noticed that he hasn't been affected by the inhibitor chip, and the reason is due to something that happened in the Clone Wars. Yes. From the wiki, it says Gregor removed his control chip. He was unaffected by the transmission of Order 66 due to the brain damage he had sustained during the Clone Wars. And that's why he's a little crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's why he's got that laugh that sounds a little unhinged. (laughs) He has the strange laugh. I love it. Although I will say I like um, I like seeing Gregor again. Uh, a bit more sane because by the time we meet old man Gregor in Rebels, he's completely lost it. Oh, he's completely like, lost it. Yeah, he's like ready to fight, but he's unhinged. He's just <laughs> off his rocker. That's why. That's why the one scene in this movie that just made me giggle profusely is when they're in the hallway and Gregor's talking, and then all of a sudden, Crazy Gregor, the voice yep. of Crazy Gregor, just breaks out a little bit. It's the only time in the episode you actually see Gregor like that. So it's actually really cool seeing, again, progression. That is the yeah. biggest word in this episode. Characters progressing to where we know that they're going to go. I just enjoy seeing how these clones aren't really clones. Like they all have distinct personalities. The ones that we, you know, end up, I guess the ones that end up being characters, you know, big characters. I liked how every time they decide to use a clone, they make sure that there's something very different Different. about his personality and they find reasons why. Oh yeah. And that keeps things interesting. It's like twins on a massive scale, right? Yeah. Because they have mostly the same DNA, except the clones are exact DNA replicas. But there's something about them that gives them different personality traits. Plus, then you put them all together and yeah. the way that they grow up, the way they interact with each other, they create these new dynamics and, and they all are these unique people. They're not just a faceless army there these are these are people these are cool guys under there yeah, yeah. well I, i'm glad i'm glad you said you said that lauren because we we've discussed this before several years ago when we were we were discussing i want to say the second or third episode of the clone wars the first season and there was a lot of emphasis especially during that first season put on the fact that the clones are individuals and that they are important and that they're not expendable. In mm-hmm. fact, 
there was an entire episode where the clones were stuck in space and they all thought they were going to die with a Jedi boss. Is yes. that, was it Voss? Is that who it was? I no, can't remember the name. I don't think now. it was. Uh, I know Plo Koon was Plo Koon. Yes. Yes. Uh, they were trapped with him. And what did he tell them continually? That they that they're important. That all life is important within the Force, and they were yeah. surprised to hear him say that. So there's always been an emphasis on the humanity of the clones, and that's why, again, I feel like it's going to be really sad when they're murdered because we know oh, yeah. that's going to happen. That's why, if you notice in Clone Wars, the saddest moments, especially for me as a fan watching Clone Wars to Rebels is the moments when a certain clone gets killed. Rebels, you like when they die. That yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's like Rebels, Gregor dying in the end caught me off guard. I didn't think they would kill him. Yeah. But they did. You know, and that was just as impactful as, you know, like Kanan dying. And Don't remind me. <laughs> right? And then, like, even in the final season of Clone Wars, some of the co- clones that end up dying, you know, when Rex actually has to turn on his own brothers in the very end and they, they end up getting yeah. killed. You're ruining my day. Do you want to bring up some more sad stuff? Why don't you bring up, you know, Anakin I, burn, burning alive. No, and, no, 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 that's fine. Honestly, fives, <laughs> fives dying hit me hard. Yeah, five. Yeah. Five dying was, was so sad. impactful on everything, mm-hmm. you know, for Echo and, and, and all of the other clones. But yeah, fives, fives death really, that, that one really punched me in the gut. And think about it, Mike. I mean, this goes back to even the very beginning of the series when they did that one episode. One of the first episodes that I told you when we uh, did a uh, did a look back at uh, season one, mm-hmm. my favorite episode is the one of the five clones that have to stand by themselves on the moon. Right. And at the very end, Heavy ends up getting killed. Yeah. Because he sacrifices yeah. himself. That was yeah. like the that was like the the moment when they basically started that thread to show that all these clones may be the same looking person, but they all are different and they right. all matter no and, matter what. And they're not expendable. They're not expendable. They're a life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like seeing everything come together like this in particular with Gregor, bringing it back momentarily here. I want the audience, the listeners to know a few things here. All right. So his first appearance, star Wars, the clone wars, was his first appearance titled Missing in Action. And then after that, it was Star Wars Rebels. Yep. And he was in four episodes of Rebels. Then he went into hiding. And then, of course, now here in War Mantle. In War Mantle. Is anyone else curious about what Rex is up to? I'm dying to see. Dude. What the hell was he doing? I I need to know. I'm hoping. Lucasfilm, please listen to me. Just give me a series on what Rex is doing. Yeah. Oh, right you got to figure. Yeah. You give know. Rex his own limited series and call it The Rex Files. Like, why not? I mean, that works. The Rex Files. <laughs> it has a nice, catchy <laughs> ring to Stupid. it. Dude, how, how <laughs> awesome was that? secret. The... You know, he's, he's working in the shadows. Oh, well, especially when, like, when he was talking to uh, Hunter. And he was like saying, I'm, I'm really busy right now. I, I got my hands full. And you hear commotion in the yeah. background. He's in the robe. And he's in the robe wow. and he's in hiding. And Man, I'm like, I need to know. What the hell are you doing, Rex? You're supposed to keep a low, low profile. I love that they're doing that. And a part of me doesn't want to know. Like, I like the mystery. But eventually, 
You got to see. Show us what Rex is up to. Obviously, it's going to be connected to the rebellion or the very beginnings of the rebellion and Ahsoka. But I don't that's know. a story that needs to be told. Here's the thing. You don't, don't think, think it has anything to do I with I don't think it has anything to do with the rebellion because by rebels, Rex isn't doing anything for the rebels. Yeah, but they, he's yeah, not but doing he's anything old for the by rebellion. that point. Yeah. The man you, the man's basically retired. Yeah. I, and I, you get the idea that I, I feel they can easily change that. They can do a soft retcon on that. They can easily you know, make it work to what he decided. Hey, listen, he's too much of a liability running around. He looks, he looks like a f- a millions of faces this that people is, have seen. But so yeah. I'm, I am compromising Ahsoka's mission by being around, and perhaps it's time for me to go. To go, they can easily, easily yeah. fit that in because that's the very reason why they were on that planet. They were hiding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the only the only thing I would say. Is what I'd like to actually see. Is you want to see Rex Files, don't you? I want to see Say Rex it. Files, Say but it. like <laughs> the whole idea that I think maybe what Rex's myth arc is at this point is to save his brothers. He's out there trying to figure out how to save all his 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 brothers at this point because they're going to get basically. We don't know what the Empire does to them. But I, I have a gut know. feeling that they basically do, they, they kind of eradicate them. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying that he's out there trying to save, save a- all the clones because like, yeah. especially when yeah. you, when you have it at the end of clone wars, him burying his brothers, it's such an emotional scene. And for Rex, the character, it's kind of like that moment where he goes, okay, uh, Okay, I have to help my brothers at this point. It feels so quantum leap. You know, one man trying to save the world. Like, we need to see that series. That's like oh, 24 yeah. Jack Bauer style. <laughs> Give us a Rex series. Give that us is, a Rex series. You know, that is exactly like 24. Real time intensity. He's a man. He's a one man army waging, you know, war. I don't is, know. It, I, I feel like that's it's something that we're going to see eventually. And I'm very impatient. all right so on top of everything we've discussed we also were given some major bigger picture story elements pertaining to the kaminoans and this is all new (laughs) these are things that we had questions about for a very long time and they're filling in those gaps now ramport earning his place amongst the baddies of the empire decides it's officially time to end their arrangement with the kaminoans and has lama sue Murdered. I'm not going to say killed. Murdered. <laughs> best, best villain line of the series, uh, of the season up to this point. I can use a scientist, I but, can not use, a politician. but not a politician. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I agree with him there. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the, it, the, just the really coldness of how he treats it and yeah. just basically walks out. And you just see, you just see Crosshair just walk up to the, to the uh, diplomat. I'm like, going. Well, that's the last time that we'll see. Him. Was that actually Crosshair who killed him? I believe so because that was. I his thought it rifle. was another trooper. I, th- I was waiting for blaster like- fire when those doors closed. Though. You too. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. But I'm like going. That was, you know, the whole growth of Rampart has been something that me and you, all of us, have been discussing throughout the season. Him developing as a villain, and I think that right there really solidified his place. As the villain of the series. Yeah, it's the beginning for sure. I would definitely agree with that. 
because for him to be a viable villain, he's got to do more than that. Yes. And I feel like this is okay. So he shot that guy in the head. He had that one Senator killed. Yes. <laughs> assassinated. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was probably horrible thing. Number one, the other stuff was Tarkin. Then this is bad, horrible thing. Number, number two. two. And I feel like the next bad thing and the most logical avenue that the writers are going to take this series next is the murder of the clones because he ended the contract with the Kaminoans. That doesn't mean he's going to take the clones and say, come on. In fact, they weren't even permitted to leave the premise. Yeah, because remember, Uh, even the kid... uh kid clones were wondering what's happening yeah they're gonna die that's what you have this little guys yeah you have this uh, really really terrible feeling that basically he's going to kill children you remember the younglings yeah lucasfilm don't care about you (laughs) (laughs) they don't care about kids that's for damn sure yeah they're going to get murdered (laughs) we're we're not going to get that civil war that i was talking about because rampor is probably going to just blow up the entire facility (laughs) with the clones inside which gas them or something yeah, and if they find out if okay, if that's what they're going to do, and then they find out who Omega is, that will place her on the list of Empire's most wanted. Oh yeah, easily. <laughs> and the dude, the thing I love about Rampart at this point, do you have you noticed that he doesn't want to actually get his hands dirty, dirty giving orders? He that's a, he he basically That's a power trip. It's a power trip, yeah. and that's a really cool element of his character where it's kind of like I'm I'm just going to tell you that you're going to die. I'm going to have my guy here kill you as I walk out the door. <laughs> now, if he said that, that would have been more like a Tarantino movie. If he actually said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so after an elaborate rescue attempt, Hunter sacrificed himself for the others to escape. He told them not to come, you know, come get him. which, by the way, that entire escape was very reminiscent of Leia's rescue. Yes. Did you notice did you notice the music? Yes. And now I know imperial architecture is very distinct and for the most part looks similar across the board, but that computer console <laughs> looked exactly like the one 3PO and R2 used to get the information on cell block 2187. Yes, yep. Identical. Identical. And then Crosshair and Hunter had a reunion. Oh, dude, that scene was so cinematic. Yeah, seeing them sitting in the shadows. So, what? What do you? What's your theory? What do you think is going to happen between the two of them? Torture? Uh, a bro hug? Are they going to hug it out? Hunter's not going to. Uh, Hunter. It, well, here's the thing: is if he going to try to convince them that he's under control? Yeah, mind control. I can see Hunter doing that, but I can also see on the other the flip side that I think they're going to find out that Hunter took out his chip and that's going to be the red flag to all of the empire that basically, Oh my God, if they do this, we'll have a whole other issue. We'll have another issue. That's, and I think I that's see what that happening. Yeah. I honestly feel that's that good, that's the big catch for maybe season two. I didn't even think about that. You're right. If they realize that clones are taking their chips out, the, Oh, the, that the might actually be the, the needed motivation for Rampart to actually say, okay, let's just, let's just, let's get just rid kill of them. all of them. Yeah. Kill all of them. Or, or even that might actually be the catalyst to actually have a bigger villain show up in season two. Someone like, can you imagine if Palpatine finds out, wait a minute, 
my scheme that I have built this whole time is going to be thwarted by a bunch of clones that decided I'm going to take the chips out. Yeah. And that can't happen to someone who's all of the Sith. That no. just, that can't happen. <laughs> no. so stupid. No. I, you know, I don't think Palpatine cares. I think he has little people to do those things. Palpatine's never, if you remember the other stories that are canon, Palpatine doesn't even care about necessarily this type of power. He doesn't, he doesn't even really care about the empire. It's a means to an end. It's a means, it's to, a an means to an end so that he can have the ultimate power, which is the Sith. And he had stated, in I believe the Sith Lord's book that that's all he cares about. And he's only using this power of controlling the galaxy because it'll make it easier for him to get the power he wants, which is through the Sith. Through the you Sith all he, what, the what does he want to do? All he wants to do is meditate with Vader and figure things out. That's well, all they want to do. Yeah, especially in the end of Rebels. And those Rebels. damn Rebels just keep messing it up for him. Well, remember, in the end of Rebels, you kind of found out that the reason why a lot of he, what his main goal has been is to collect all these artifacts so he could, could he can... Right. Connect with the force. Yeah, that's why I think this stuff is too small for him. Tarkin is going to be that guy. It's just like in Rebels. Palpatine didn't I can see care that. about I can the see Rebels Tarkin. that much until it came down to what Ezra was doing with that little portal. That's <laughs> when he made himself known. Yes. Because why? Because it had to do with the ultimate power, gaining that ultimate power. That's when he will intervene. If the Bad Batch stumble upon like some Sith artifacts, then you better believe he's going to be there. With or, saber in hand. Or if they stumble upon his own cloning technology, that could get it that could get a bit dicey too. Yeah, that's true. All right, so final thoughts time. Uh, let's start with you, Lauren. Oof. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with a oh. I'm gonna go with a ninety-six. No, but it's just so fulfilling to see these dots connect and to see, you know, these stormtroopers for the first time. And and yeah, we have those fun little moments where it's just like, wait, you said you trained these guys, Gregor? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't teach them everything. What a satisfying, funny, comedic moment. But also just the fact that we're watching everything unfold that we've always had questions about this answered so many things and gave so many um so so much insight into this transition this whole base that they were at was secret even to the clones who yeah. should have you know reasonably had that info um yeah i i stand stand by my number or 95 96 what did i say Nine, i guess I, <laughs> I guess i don't stand by it i don't remember <laughs> Yeah, you're right about the humor. There was this other line that I wanted to actually write down because I wanted to get it right. But it was when Wrecker and the group were trying to decide what they're going to do. And Wrecker says, oh, he's got a good point. Yes. And then Hunter yeah. like, says I'm... something. He's like, oh, you got a good, good point. point. And then Omega says something. Like, oh, she's got a good, good point. point. <laughs> I was like, this is so fucking stupid and brilliant at the same time. But it works because of that character. Only Wrecker mm-hmm. could do that. Yeah. You know what? 92%. Go ahead. You? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, it's going to be a 95. I really liked this episode. This was actually, 
I am psyched to see where this is going to lead us, especially with that final scene between Hunter and uh, Crosshair. This is what I've always wanted from the Bad Batch, something that is not Force-related. It has to deal with the building of the Empire, especially the time frame that we're at. You know, there's still a lot of missing pieces that we have no idea what happened between Revenge of the Sith to the beginning of Rebels. How did the Empire become this dominant that quickly? And we're getting to see, like, what the plan unfold. Dude, it's so good because Palpatine had plans within plans. Within the plans. The fact that you have a secret base like this created no for this purpose, about it. this close to the end of the Republic, he mm-hmm. didn't just build this in a week. Yeah. He, I mean, this this goes into the, the one of the biggest strengths of Palpatine as a villain is he's the type of villain that has is like millions of steps ahead of you yeah, but but and you have to catch up but he needed ray to live, <laughs> he needed ray to live. Just, just saying let's let, let's not let's not bring that up <laughs> but oh 95 percent 95 okay 96 from lauren 95 from dave and 92 from me well this does bring us to the end of our discussion before we go i want to make sure the listeners are aware that they must start giving us five-star ratings on iTunes, as well as reviews. Please, please do that. We need it, and it helps us get seen by more listeners. It triggers the algorithms. So please, search from the back to tank and rate. Even if iTunes isn't your preferred place to listen to podcasts, but you have an iPhone, just Go give us a rating. You don't have to listen from there. Just review and rate and then go about your day. All right. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you, David. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. May the force be with us. Ah, yes.